0: Snap production. Market. The S&P, The ISX stocks. This is Motley Fool Money.
1: Welcome to Motley Full Money, the podcast that just had a 5.2% price increase. I'm Scott Phillips and I'm joined by the Strawman, the man who started, manages, and runs Strawman.com. He is, of course, Andrew Page. G'day, mate. How are you? Very good, very good. Don't forget Coffee Boy. Uh, Chief dishwasher. cook and washer. Exactly, yep, exactly. Yep. Nice, Toilet, nice. cleaner, all of it. A man, man of many talents. <laughs> but yeah, Jack, what did I say? Jack of all trades and master of... Master of none. yes, pretty much. You said that, <laughs> not me. Mate. Uh, mate, thank you for joining me as you do every single week, twice a week. We've got some lovely feedback from our listeners who have, are really enjoying and appreciating the work that we're doing. So we appreciate that. Thank you for sharing that feedback. Um, but mate, we, we just do it because it's fun. And so uh, hopefully we're helping some listeners along the way learn a little bit, stay a little bit calm, particularly in times like these and, and maybe make a little bit of sense of what's going on in the financial world. Speaking of which, we have a lot to talk about. Um, This has been one of those weeks, mate, where I've done a a bit of media this week. And when people kind of list off the, the the, the five or six things that are going on right now, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, it is kind of one of those weeks, isn't it? And so that's kind of what we'll spend a bit of today's podcast talking about because there are so many moving parts right now. And the general question from most of it was how do I make sense of what the hell's going on and what I should expect next? So we'll spend a little bit of time on that. Of course, the 5.2% price increase I mentioned at the top uh, is 5.2% increase on zero, which if my math doesn't farm me is still zero. So the good news is Motley Fool Money remains free. You're welcome. Or not, as the case might be, maybe we should be paying you to listen. Uh, but in any case, there was so much, so much happened this week. We'll try and we'll try and get through some of it. Let's let's start with the market. Uh, you and I recorded, we're pre-recording some mailbag episodes, as our listeners well and truly know by now, um, because I'm going away for a few weeks in a couple of weeks' time. And we recorded one on Tuesday of this week when the market completely fell out of bed, was down about 3.6%. Uh, and you and I both- Down down 5% when we were at, recording. At one point, correct, exactly. Down 5.4%, I think it was the worst it got Oof. to. Um, not very often you can make a 1.8% gain during a trading day and still be down 3.6%. But that's what happened on Tuesday. And yes, we uh, we look at our portfolios after the market. Ah, oh, sorry, after the podcast finished. And we're, oh, okay, it's one of those days. So it was it was interesting. It was an Off interesting. Off to the day. pub. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's a good drink. No. Um, we're probably doing things remotely, mate. If we wanted to, we'd have to go separately by ourselves. Which you know is not so cool. at 10:30 in the morning. As long, um, as long as we're
0: numbing the pain in some way, exactly. shape or
1: form. Exactly. Now, mate, it came as a result, as we said on on the podcast, which you'll hear in a couple of weeks, but it came after two consecutive days of big falls on Wall Street. Uh, I love a public holiday as much as anybody. You know, I did have a day off on Monday because the ASX was closed, uh, which was lovely. But it, that happened to be between the two big falls on Wall Street. So by the time we opened on Tuesday, we had two days to catch up on, which is part of what? frankly why the, the the fall was so bad on tuesday we friday night the market fell two and a half percent on wall street then it was at another four percent i think on monday night our time uh so by the time we caught up on all that it was always going to be the case and the concern really was the usual right we've talked about this so many times but it's inflation interest rates problem of simply the market not knowing what's going on i'm going to call it just uh indiscriminate selling i'm going to call this pure fear and panic is that is that a reasonable is that a reasonable? So, yeah. when a market falls six and a half percent in two trading days, either something has fundamentally changed meaningfully in the space of twelve and a half trading hours, or the market has kind of lost its collective head. Which of those do you reckon it is, mate? I think it's kind of one leads to the other almost, doesn't yeah, true. it? true. It's well, it sort it of
0: like you know, yeah. everyone's yep. everyone's sort of ap- we're, we're all <laughs> on the battlefield. We're all holding the line yeah, until yeah. until there's a route. You yeah, know, right. and you think, no, no, no. I'm still here. I'm still here, uh, no, no, everyone's running. Okay, <laughs> I'm running too. <laughs> you know, it kind of it's kind of it like it really tests everyone. We, we are there is strength in numbers. Yeah, and and even the most ardent sort of long term, unemotional investor will yeah. will get rattled when yeah. when you see that happen. You start to you really start to question yourself like. Um. Oh.
1: <laughs> what oh, am I, thought, I missing?
0: I actually thought this would be good. I thought I'd yeah, buy right. if this would happen, right, right, and right. nothing's changed with my companies. And you keep sort of repeating it to yourself, and then you, <laughs> you look at the screen and if, you hit refresh, yeah, and, you hit yep, refresh yep. and you hit
1: refresh, <laughs> and you hit refresh. You're like, okay, it's it's hard. It's yep. it's hard. Mate, I'll, I'll 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 cop to that during COVID. I mean, I actually did keep yeah. buying, but I got to say, like during that period of time, it, there was more than once when I went, "What if it really is different this time?" But you know, for all of my optimism and confidence, maybe what if? Maybe this time, finally, maybe. You know, this is the this is the exception that proves the rule. It's it's a constant that constant doubt, right? The. I'm not sure if the angel or the devil on the shoulder, maybe the devil in this case, uh, just whispering, you know, you sure? Are you sure? Maybe, what if? Maybe, maybe, maybe. And and yeah. it really does test you, no matter how strongly you believe. And I, I said, I did, I, I'm proud to say, and also I want to say, because it's important for our listeners, that I did, despite all that, keep buying during COVID. And I've said before, I bought Webjet in the early days of COVID because, hey, surely they're not going to ban international travel for a year and a half, are they? Uh, <laughs> they did. So, you know, I, I made some I made some mistakes of, of assumption there too. Uh, whether or not i made whole in the fullness of time, we'll find out. But it's just an interesting, it's an interesting uh, experience to have gone through. And I think you're right, this time around it's the same. It is, no, it is though one of the things I try and say regularly, I've said a couple of times this week actually, is these people are supposed to be the masters of the universe, the highly paid glass wall office, uh, you know, million-dollar traders who know everything and do everything and, and all that kind of stuff. They're often the ones out there doing the selling, the indiscriminate selling of kind of like the panic throw, the toys out of the cot selling. Um, is that, is that a fair characterization? Uh, you know, I, I if, that's that's an overly generous characterization. <laughs> I would, I would say, oh dear, here we go. Go on.
0: There are no, i sure, there sure are no it, adults. Sure. There are no, like there, there are some incredible, in any industry you care yes. to name, you yes. know, I mean, whether you're talking about bricklaying or, or, you know, <laughs> doctors or financial traders, yep. incredibly talented, intelligent, capable people. Yeah. But there's also a lot of you know of, of the other side of the coin there too, and it's, it's 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 very true in that industry. I mean, the closer you get to some of this stuff, the, the more you realize that just people are making it up as they go, and then <laughs> right. and there's there's sort of there's sort of there's bit different. I've said it before. There's this thing called the share market. Yeah. Um, but there's like. There's, there's millions of people playing thousands of different types of games you know <laughs> yeah and the games that those those people i say guys because generally it is it's just a really is, yes. unfortunately male dominated industry which yep. is which which probably points to a lot of its lesser um redeeming <laughs> qualities very very testosterone <laughs> ego driven all the all yep. the bad parts yep. of our uh, of our psyche yeah um but yeah i mean they're not they're they're they they're not doing what I would imagine or hope at least that most sensible retail <laughs> investors who are just trying to build long term wealth yeah. are, are doing. Yeah. You know they're they're trying to be smarter than the next person, and yeah. they're trying to take risks and they're trying to measure themselves against quarterly, semi annual, and annual <laughs> benchmarks. They're trying to get their bonus. Mm. They're trying to second guess. Well, they're, they're they're doing the Keynesian beauty contest more than yeah. more than sound long term fundamental analysis.
1: I I mean, yeah, look, the Keynesian know, beauty, beauty contest for us. Now for those who don't so, know the, the concept.
0: So Keynes, uh, famous economist basically said that with markets it's not so much it's like it's a horribly dated and, and sexist um, analogy, so yeah. you just like acknowledge that, but it's, yeah. Like, yeah. you know with the these horrible things called beauty contests, it wasn't it the job of the trader is not to be like the judge and hey, pick the prettiest girl. Yeah. Yeah. the job is to pick the one that you think everyone else will pick as the prettiest girl, yeah. And then you get to a meta sort of level where it's like, well, actually, if everyone's playing that, my job is to guess what everyone else will guess where everyone thinks is the prettiest guy. It's yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. this it's kind of another turtles all the way down kind of scenario. Yes, yeah. But that's what people are doing on the. Well, a lot of people, and, and as you say, expensive suit, glass wall, high rise office kind of people are doing it. Like they they're not necessarily buying xyz because they think it's a great company but because they think everyone else will think it's a great company based on their <laughs> assumption of the next yeah. lot of economic data that people are think it's just it's just it's it's crazy kind of stuff yeah um so yeah i i i don't i i think that's our trouble is we 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 do give a lot of these people far more credit than they deserve
1: yeah, and, and, that, and this, you know, I, I, have, I have explained that, or okay, maybe I've exasperated that thought many times, but it, it's it's a nice little version of exactly that, right? The idea that you let the market tell you what to think. Because as you say, there's some irony. The way you describe is like, there's out there people that are there trading trying to do this, and then there's people out there doing sensible things like trying to invest for the long term, and that's retail investors. And it's almost, it's almost completely, I won't say whatever about, it's almost, you know, it's backwards, right? Because the idea should have been, there's always professionals, long-term investing, doing the right thing for value. While all the retail investors are out there doing stupid things. And it's very, I mean, yeah, there's some retail investors doing stupid things. and There are some institutional investors doing some really smart things. But to your point, in a, in a given day, it's, it's not, <laughs> it's not the, you know, we take our cues from the market full of people doing silly short-term things when yeah. we're trying to invest for the long term. Uh, you and I would say, and the market may even disagree with us, certainly though some of those traders would absolutely disagree with us, but we would say the smart thing that the smart money, air quotes smart money, is investing for the long term, ignoring the volatility. Except every day you look at the market, the so-called smart money are generally the guys, as you say, um, but also some girls, who are whipsawing the market backwards and forwards trying to do this beauty contest trying to guess what might happen next um yeah full of fear full of panic full of greed full of enthusiasm and exasperation and everything in between it's uh it, it's it literally is a pretty backwards kind of scenario right there's a
0: there's a great book we've probably mentioned before on the pod is uh, where are all the customers yachts yeah we have it's great and it's great you know and there's you know there's all kinds of saying it's like it's yeah, the only yeah. job where people where's the people on wall street um yeah. drive to Wall Street in their Rolls Royce to take advice from people who catch the train or yeah, yeah. That's exactly, I'm getting
1: that's that's that it. no that's it no
0: that's it it is yep I, I remember my so my first uh, actually probably was my first first or second year working for a major brokerage I'd sort of fought my way actually I didn't I was going to say fought my way up the ranks it just you know Rising tide lifted all boats, kind of phenomenon. <laughs> it, was, it was it was the tech boom. Yeah. Yep, <laughs> so, yep. Can you fog a That'll mirror? It. Right, we'll take you. You've, you've got a job. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I eventually found myself yeah. um, on a research desk mm. and um, was so excited. And we were putting ah. together a research report. I think yep. it was Brambles or something. At the time. I can't remember what it was. Yeah. And obviously, there are trading rules. Like you can't, you can't, you're locked out of, of trading your own personal account mm. until your research mm. is released. I mm. remember we were putting the final touches on this report. And I said to the boss, "It's just like, oh, how many are you going to buy when we're allowed to?" Because it was a buy recommendation, right. a strong buy recommendation. In fact, and he's mm. like, oh, "I'm not buying it." And it was so. <laughs> it is. It is etched in my brain. That piece of rubbish. Yeah. Right. Like, okay. like from 20 years ago, I remember that so vividly. Like, I was like, "But, yeah." But we just spent the last few months working on. Like, we're, this is <laughs> this is a really good buy. Yeah. You know, we're allowed to buy this. You know, a week from now. Why? You know, he's like, no, no, no. I'm just. Got a mortgage to pay. Got to, I'm paying. I'm buying investment property. Oh, you know, it's just, it just, it just. Yeah, you know, yeah. not, not to say that I expected him to back up the truck and put his life savings in it, but I thought you might put a little bit of money on it, right? Like we, we, we are, we are literally yeah. telling our clients that we really like this stock. <laughs> and then, yeah. and then the longer yeah. you, the longer you, it's very hard not to be jaded and cynical after. i mean, it's, I couldn't wait to get out because it just it, it, that was actually really common. It was a really common thing. It's like, look, my job is to put together something, right? I'm putting it together. Mm. Seems good. Um, I know that I'm being that disingenuous. <laughs> I don't think it's horrible, but someone yeah, says, what do I yeah, buy? Yeah. I put some reason. Here it is. Okay, great. Uh, well, well, but, but I'm, oh, no, no, that's not for me. It just, it just, it really stuck in my crawl. And I think yeah, it's, yeah. it just, it's just emblematic of, of, of so much that's that's wrong with the industry. So again, I'm just, this is i got to be careful what I say here because I mm. will get in trouble. And that's not there'll be as I, I know a lot of people in the industry are just really smart, really ethical, really yes, honest correct. people doing their doing their best. Both of them. people, correct? You know, but 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 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> both, both, of
1: the, them. both those people are wonderful. Exactly, they are great people.
0: Um, <laughs> but it's it's a good mm-hmm. reminder not to see the person yeah. on telly or on the new whatever yeah. saying just to treat them as some high mm, priest mm, of mm, of mm. who knows everything and they, they don't they don't. It was at the ASA conference I mentioned a little while ago. Marcus Padley was there, so a well-known stockbroker. <laughs> he just gave this speech where he said the ten biggest secrets that the the industry doesn't want you to know, and he was kind of tongue in cheek, right? Okay. It was, I was I was just I was stuck to my chair. I was just like, oh my god, he is going to get lynched. <laughs> like, oh, what are you saying? <laughs> he had the he, he was just a master. Like he had right. the floor. They were just like on the floor laughing. But it was kind of <laughs> like it was funny because like the best comedy is couched in in truth. Right? <laughs> yeah,
1: that's right.
0: Right. And it's just, it's
1: just, yeah. If you don't you really, laugh, you cry, or that kind of stuff. Or it,
0: yeah, it was. It was just such a surreal. I guess we all laugh because we all yeah. think, aha, that's how it is." But I'm smart, and it's not. I don't fall for ah, that. okay, yeah. yeah. I think, yeah. I think, I think we 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 all like to sort of think that, but it's yeah. Anyway, it, it's a just look. It's a potent reminder <laughs> not to take too much of this stuff too seriously. Oh, Can yes. I read you like a quote I found yes, actually? Yes, yes. Um, because it was it, you reminded me when you, you your very first question before it kicked off all of this. It's from a guy called John Mills back in 1867. Mm. And you, you were talking about sort of panics and what's happened on markets. And, mm. and he said, yeah. panics do not destroy capital. They merely reveal the extent to which it has previously been destroyed by its betrayal <laughs> into hopelessly unproductive works. <laughs> and I just like, oh, I saw that on Twitter. I thought I love that. Mm. Because I think what happens is is that usually the die is cast, yep. right? Yep. At a certain point. And we sort of go on in our collective delusion until it's just sort of the weight of reality can you know cannot be held back anymore. It's like the, all of the, the the excess, the malinvestment, the, the you know just it becomes it becomes too big to ignore, yeah, yeah. and that is when the panic sets in. When it's kind of like. Okay, we were happy to dance, but now the music has stopped. There is a hundred of us <laughs> the in the four chairs. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Uh, it's it's kind oh, of dear. crazy. Now, so all of that being said, which is, yeah. I guess, people listening to this this ill thought through rant will be like, yeah. "So you are saying it's all rigged?" And it's like, "Well, mm-hmm. I kind of am to some extent, but I am also saying that this is this is actually a wonderful." thing mm. for those who can who can play the smarter game and and look through all of this stuff. Because while people yeah. are playing silly buggers with all of these <laughs> these these financial instruments, yeah. at, underneath it all, there's there's a real business there. You know? There'll be some really terrible businesses that won't last the next year or two, but there'll be some really wonderful ones that'll live for the next century. And and when this happens, like everything gets thrown out. The the babies, lots of babies get thrown out with the bathwater. And it sucks. Yeah. It sucks to see your portfolio down. But these are it's it's these are the these are the times where future fortunes are made. Mm. And as I've said repeatedly, your job as an investor more than first more than anything is just to survive. Um, survive and add and just the first rule of compounding, never interrupt it, you know? Yeah. And, and and it is it is it is precisely because of these kinds of events that we get such wonderful long-term returns. Yeah. Because most, most people can't stand it. But if but if you can. Um, and you cannot play the silly bugger games, and you cannot take <laughs> these idiots too seriously. And you can remember exactly. I love this quote from Peter Lynch, which is know what you own mm-hmm. and why you own it. Yeah. I think, I I'm think gonna- I'm going to get, I don't have any tats, but if I did, I'd probably get that across, across, <laughs> written in Careful. reverse or across my forehead. So every time I look in the mirror, <laughs> I could remind myself. Um, but it's I'd a to fill that. It's a wonderful 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 <laughs> idea and I think it's
1: it's a good uh, touchstone in, in these very difficult times that's great man I like it I like it a lot it's uh it's important I think you're right I will say if I can if I can add to that add to that uh, quote a little bit the market also goes too far right yeah so so the the only other thing I want to add to that is you know what I, we've talked about the word correction before, which I despise. Damn. We've also mentioned what my suggestion was, which is to have, call it an uprection, which <laughs> you thought was hysterically funny. This is many years ago. Exactly. One it just sounds a Twitter. little bit
0: rude. That's why ah, like, little, my 14 year old self I, finds that hilarious. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and we had, we had one person on Twitter remind me of it this week. So I thought I'd throw it back into the podcast. But um, there, there, there is, you know, there are a whole, investing is weird, right? you've got to at some point have two things in your mind at the same time the optimism to believe that things are going to get better and therefore value is going to be created and share price is going to go up at the same time the reality of you know not getting carried away with the bubbles and the exuberances and the everything else And trying to keep those two things in your mind at the same time be optimistic without getting carried away um so 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 what ends up happening a lot of market commentators tend to be these dower types who every correction is real and every every gain is false and if you think about the idea of a correction when the market drops 10 percent the market has gone up 10% per year on average for a century, right? And yet we say when the market drops 10%, oh that's a correction. As if, as if that's the natural state of things, that naturally they should go down and therefore going down makes it okay or makes it right. And so I just want to I wanted to throw that just that corollary to, to your point, which is a very, very well-made one, which is just that, that the flip side is Templeton's quote about buying when there's blood in the streets. Yeah. Because panics don't just you know show the overexuberance. They do in the early stages, then they keep going. And then they go to the point of yeah, you know kind of um, trading away real value because everyone's still too scared I don't know where we are I'm not saying we're at that point now by the way maybe we may not but just just, I just want to kind of flag that because it's worth I think calling out a little bit um, just that very idea of thinking about you know yes panics are good to <laughs> show where value's been destroyed but then they also go too far and actually do destroy real value at least in the short term if you sell, yeah. if it sold in, in April 2020 at the bottom of the COVID crash or at the bottom of the GFC in 2009 or whatever um, you weren't at that point, you know, sensibly, you know, highlighting the fact that okay, I was obviously forty percent wrong previously because the markets then recovered that and more since, even after the crash this week, you're still above where it was the peak of two thousand and twenty before the crash. So, there, I just want to, I just want to throw both those thoughts in just, just for the fun of it. I'll give you, I'll give you another quote. Please, um, uh, I love a good quote. You do. Um, <laughs> if it's a,
0: not not uh, abundantly <laughs> obvious, um, oh, it is. William <laughs> William Bernstein is a, actually a psychologist. Psychiatrist, I think, and financial mm-hmm. theoretician, theoretician—that's yeah. the word—said, um, "What separates the professional from the amateur are two things." He's talking about the professional investor. Yeah. First, the knowledge that brutal bear markets are a fact of life, and that there is no way to avoid their effects. And second, that when times get tough, the former stays the course the latter abandons the blueprints <laughs> or more often than not has no blueprints at all. Yeah. And I think, I think that really nails it as well. Just, and just reiterate the core idea here. It is a fact of life. You can't avoid them, right? Whether you're no matter how smart or seasoned or experienced that you are. Yeah. But, but the, but the difference, the difference is, is that the, those who know what they're doing, just, just stay the course. And, 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 and sticks to the plan. And the plan is, as Buffett says, it's simple but not easy. It's it's just yeah. good quality companies at sensible prices. Like that's that's it, right? Yeah, that's totally. the plan. That doesn't mean that things, you know, line goes up. Um, that doesn't mean that it's not scary. But that mm. you do that and you do that over a very long period of time. Yeah. You, you're just going to make, you, I shouldn't say make a lot of money. You're going to build a lot of wealth and you're yeah. going to create a lot of freedom for yourself and your
1: family. Like generational wealth if you do it long enough. Is it not fair um, though? That, that quote was that saying the professionals are good at this stuff and the amateurs walk away when it gets tough. No, 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 no. What he's no
0: Nowhere what he's around. saying okay. is that like there's going to be a bear market and we're all yep. going to get hit by it. Okay, but he's saying that that, that the the, the uh, amateur yep. freaks out and runs away. So so this yep. is why you have so many people. If you ever speak to at a barbecue, or whatever, it's like oh the share market's a casino. I you know it's yep. It's, yep. it's a mugs game. I bought you know because gen- what most people do and we're all guilty of this to some extent when we mm-hmm. first start is mm-hmm. you you hear about this thing called the market. You find out that all your friends and neighbors are making easy money. (laughs) And all you hear in the office or at the work side is, Oh, I blew I bought Bloody blah, and it went up. Oh okay, that sounds a bit risky. I'm not interested. And after like after a year or two of hearing that, you're like, Screw this, I'm getting involved, right? So you buy pretty much near the top. It, yep. it, it, it there's a route it falls out and you go oh, screw this so I do not I didn't have a blueprint I didn't have a plan I got the hell out mm. Mm. so all at, my experience of the share market is you buy and then all, all your money disappears mm. where the 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 more uh, rational person just goes well hey it's a part of it but my plan mm. was never to try and time this thing my plan was as i say good business is a good product that, that's the blueprint that's the yeah. plan so that it, th- th- so that's 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 the distinguishing feature
1: is that you, you stick, yeah. stick to the course yeah. the only i want to challenge though is the professionals bit running away not the amateur away, the professional staying the course because as we just talked about this week i dare say not, professionals are 90 of the selling yeah, professional is the wrong word yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, I think – not, not, not to disagree with you. I think, I think you're absolutely right in terms of that's where the value is and that's the successful investor is one who hangs around, right? Yeah. Successful over yeah. time. If you're not successful, you will be by hanging around rather than yeah. running away. Um, okay. I, just, I just want to highlight, highlight that because in the context of what we just talked about, they might give a little bit too much credit to the professionals. Yeah, the professional it, is the wrong word he's used there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean by that. It's, yeah. it's, it's absolutely the right point. Mate, uh, can I... Let's, can, one more thing. Sorry, sorry, sorry.
0: sorry. One more thing. One more no, thing. go for it. It's, it's a little bit of a little bit of bugbear for me is that w- the day that we were recording that that pre-record <laughs> yeah. and the market was down 5%, I yeah. think we sort of set off, might have been off air. It's just like, I wonder how much is... How many billions are going to be wiped off the yeah. market? <laughs> and so, so whenever, whenever there's a big fall, you yeah. just... And just sure as night yeah. follows day that afternoon of course mm. my news feed mm. and the papers are all like i think it was 87 billion wiped off the market uh cue the picture of the mm. uh new york mm. trader with his head in his hands and etc etc but if the market goes up and it looks like it'll be up today
1: um no one says 34 billion wiped on to the market <laughs> yeah, today like exactly we, why don't we say that <laughs> but that's what i mean about that? the pessimism thing mate there's the the the, the kind of the the, the air quote sensible people and the journalists are, I, I, I love journalists. It's such an important role. and I'm never, ever critical, well, sometimes critical, of proper journalists, right? Because they do their best and they don't always do it great, but, you know, that they, they're they an important function. The fourth estate is really, really, really important for our democracy. So I'm a yep. massive fan of quality journalism. Um, Me too. But there, but there is some sense of it's always the pessimistic, always that, and I get it, right? They're trying to punch holes in things. They're trying to, you know, speak truth to power. They're trying to find the, the lies. And I, I, it's kind of an occupational hazard, Right. But again, in a market that goes up 10% a year on average over time has created stupendous amounts of wealth. That idea that, ha, I got you, the market's down a bit, so he told you, wiped off. And that, that, just that, that general inclination. And, I, and I, again, I get it. I, I'm not I'm going to be critical of that inclination in the way it's applied in this case. Not they shouldn't report fully and totally and you know, comprehensively and you know, skewer the Enrons of the world. And There's a, that's a really important job to be done there. But just that idea of, as you say, the the if it bleeds, it leads. Staff combined with the pessimism, all business are out there to screw people. All they've going to do is work at how they're doing it, why they're doing it, and expose them. Um, you know, even when that's true to some degree, I, I, I just I, I wonder about the balance given the evidence, given the stupendous evidence of more than a century of history when you spend your life trying to find the downside, it's like, I think you're missing the... You're literally missing the story. That's, that's not the story, right? The story is the 16-fold gain in wealth between 91 and 2021. How many journos wrote that story versus mm. the journos that wrote about the 10% corrections and the wiped-off stories and the whatever else is... And I, mm. I, I do wonder if there's, there's some element of missing the point there.
0: Yeah. Was, you definitely know it's a bad day when, when the stock... When the finance leads the news yeah, as it did on, yeah, it did on yeah. Tuesday it's normally just before the weather at the end of, yeah, correct, the, end of the bulletin correct, but correct. when it leads it's like it never leads for, for good reasons <laughs> yeah, as it, if it bleeds it leads correct
1: I do, I do a couple of podcasts other than this one and I do um, I do some nine news stuff at night and and uh, and yes, every now and again I get told, oh, we're going to put you off for the first break. It's like, oh, okay, cool. Not a good, not <laughs> a good you know, day. I not appreciate, a good day. but yeah, yeah. I, I'm the guy they call when there's bad news. Like, oh, really? We're going to have Scott on again. Oh, really? What happened? But yeah. yes, it's one of those yeah. one of those things. It's a bit of fun. It's a bit of fun. <laughs> Mate, let's, let's move on though to the news. And speaking of journos and speaking of all that kind of stuff, Governor Lowe, Philip Lowe, the Reserve Bank head honcho, the head Mandarin, the man at the top of the very, very pointy triangle of Reserve Bankness made that up is uh spoke to lee sales on abc 730 this week and it's had come into some criticism i'd be curious for your thoughts um but i I thought it was a welcome i saw a couple of points a welcome change he hasn't i don't think he's given a view like that in a very very long time to my knowledge uh lots of speeches at conferences and lots of senate testimonies and that kind of stuff not a lot of you know, sitting down with a journal and actually talking about what's going on. So I, I liked that. I thought that was positive. Yep. I will say, by the way, I can't help but avoid the suspicion there is politics at play somewhere here. Uh, and I'm not even sure who to blame or where to point some fingers, but both uh, Governor Lowe and the Treasury Secretary, I think, I want to say Stephen Kennedy, but I might be making that up, um, have both spoken very candidly um, uh, in the last week and a half having not really spoken that candidly at any point previously. And I don't know whether they're muzzled by the previous mob, whether the current mob said, get out there and tell everyone the bad news because we've just taken over and man things are crook and we want to go and set that story. Or they've just said, do whatever you want. Or maybe independently, those two guys have just said, I think that's probably a good time to go and chat. I don't know which of those things is true. It doesn't even really matter that much. Um, but it's just... Uh, I, it, seems, it seems a little too convenient, it doesn't it? They're all out there now.
0: I'd be I'd be really concerned if... Whether or not the Reserve Bank Governor is 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 being directed by whatever political party yeah. happens to be in power, I, I think that's a really that'd be a really bad scenario. Mm,
1: mm,
0: mm. Maybe maybe as you say, who, who knows, maybe it is, but it, I'd, yeah. like if that if that came out, it'd be like, yeah. aren't you meant to be independent? Like that's <laughs> yeah, that's right. You've got nothing to do with the electoral. You're you're, yeah. you're there to to sort of set yeah. a, a sensible monetary policy. That's what you're there for, the greater good of the country, regardless mm-hmm. of who's in power. I, I'd be really upset. Yeah. I think I'd be marching in the street probably by myself and three other <laughs> people if that was the case. I mean, it's such a big deal. Like, it's yeah, such it, is, an Im- it affects it everyone, everyone.
1: Like, but I will moment. say, so for whatever, whatever the cause, and the cause should be probably investigated and resolved, I'm very, very glad that both of them are speaking and speaking relatively candidly. At least, yes. I, don't I don't know what they're not saying. We can't know by definition what, they, what punches they're pulling or not pulling. Um, but both have been really, really candid. The, the Treasury Secretary is saying, we've got a tax problem. We've got we have got a structural budget problem that we have not addressed, and that yeah. I, you and I have been saying this for I've been saying this for years and years. Literally, I, I don't know how I, almost as long as I've been at the Montefiore. We have a structural budget deficit that no bastard wants to fix, and that is not okay. Um, yeah. Governor Lowe didn't really come out with too much in the way of pronouncements uh, in terms of you know that sort of policy or or, or circumstantial um, criticism, but he did. He was very. I thought, clear and forthright about what's going on in the, in the economy. The big, the big one was he said he thinks inflation is going to be 7% by the end of the year. Uh, I am going to say, Matt, I think that's an underestimate. If I'm going to take an under or an over on that one, I'm taking the overs on 7% by December, but I could be wrong. Um, so that was, I, I thought that was uh, noteworthy. He also d- discussed the 2024 problem promise slash guarantee slash indication whatever it was of course you remember that people were reporting regularly that governor low said that rates wouldn't go up till 2024 and of course they're going up in 2022 and up a long way and very quickly um i am on record i you know what we don't i don't well we don't take a few many victory laps by ourselves we occasionally take victory laps um well let our members do it on our behalf which is always lovely but we have been saying, or I've been saying, I think you've been saying, right through the last couple of years, Lowe never, ever, 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 ever said rates wouldn't go up till 2024. What he said was they would go up when wages and prices went up and he thought that would be in 2024. And that's a really important distinction, right? Because he never actually, the media reporter, much of the media said, Governor Lowe said 2024 is, is as early as it'll be. Now, I thought at the time it was too late, it was likely to be too late. I thought it'd be, they'd go up before then. It was my view because inflation was already moving. I think he was wrong, but he never said that. I think the media have a bit to be responsible for that putting that putting that expectation in people's heads based on something he didn't actually say i will say and he acknowledged that uh, that i will say that he also could have very clearly <laughs> and earlier said no no i didn't say that here's actually what i said this is important you need to take note of that He didn't say that either so he bears some responsibility but i thought that was interesting as well what did you take from his from his chat with Lee Sales, mate? yeah i was just i'm just scrolling here looking trying to find the quote and here it is um Sometimes
0: my comments get interpreted as me having made a promise or a very strong statement uh, interest rates would say where they were until 2024. In our communication, our own way of thinking was very much a conditional
1: statement. Yeah. Now, yeah. <laughs> but, that's it, but that's exactly what he did. But, that, that's important, right? Because he, he's actually right. And, and I've, been, I've been saying that for, for a couple of years now. I, whenever we've ever talked about this, I've always made the point, I think I was, if I try to make it always, always, that he never said that. He always said... If and when you know yep. these are, we think it'll be yep. here because we're waiting for these things to happen. We think these things will happen in 2024, and so that's when we think rates will go up.
0: It was yep. always yep. conditional to. His yeah, yeah, point. yeah. So he did. He said that. He said that, and then the media heard something else and they reported yes. it very yes. differently. Right. Yes. Now that didn't happen in a vacuum, and that didn't happen in one, you know, in in a very quick period of time, and then mm, and mm, then mm. something. He knew what he knew. He said something, and then he knew how it was interpreted and how it was received. I personally, at that point, would have thought. Oh, actually, hey, I feel as though I need to clarify my statements here. So what I actually said was this. I feel as though everyone's reporting that I'm making a problem. I'm not. I'm not. So I just want to emphasise that. And he had multiple, not just not just the chance to pick up the phone and speak to the media, but just in, in yep. the official, yes, correct, correct, RBA minutes, he could have it's said. It's important to note that. Yes. Let clarify. me clarify. Yeah. And 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 so I feel as though that's that's in a. So while while he can't be blamed for how it was received and reported on, mm-hmm. he let that run. He let yep. that story run, yep. and and I, I felt that was a mistake. Yep. Um, I also feel. I, I always, it always makes me laugh slash cry when <laughs> people like this will say, "Ah," oh, and it's it's you like found a million examples of it, right? So, mm-hmm. I, Janet Yellen recently, um, uh, I realized that what I, my, our expectations were wrong, but mm-hmm. um, here's what I think now. I was like, yeah. "Whoa." At what yeah. point do we stop going on and again it's not to be critical because these things are diabolically hard to, to forecast. <laughs> yeah. Probably probably yeah. impossible. Yeah. yeah. But it's just like if if you if I if you had asked my forecast for something mm. that yeah. lasts hundred times in a row yeah. and I'd been wrong ninety times <laughs> af- after a point, stop asking. Stop asking, right? Like yeah, it's, yeah. it's yeah. and it, it's just again, it's it's not that I value what he's, you know, yeah, what do you think? I'm really interested to know. But it just, the problem is it continually gets reported as fact and people take it as fact. And we need to remember it's just a flesh and blood yeah human with all the frailties and all the weaknesses yes, yes. and all the flaws that all of us have he's mm-hmm. not some high priest of the economy that sees through time that none of <laughs> us can mere mortals can possibly <laughs> that's understand that's for right. goodness sakes people let's let's you know one one guy's opinion great yeah. uh, probably opinion that's more valuable than a lot of others but it's an opinion and it's almost if history is any guide mm. certain to be wrong so let's just keep keep things in context
1: I'm going to step off that quickly, mate. We're not going to spend too long on this because this is kind of central bank arcana at some level. But I I also wish they would say less. And I know that's exactly the opposite Mm. of most people, most journos, most market watchers, most market participants, most of everybody. Because... And, and to, to your exact point there, mate, this is, this, is, and this is really, really, really important and it's really hard to get across to people because it talks about their psychological biases. And if you have those biases, it's very hard to see them. And if you, ha- if you can't see them, then you won't agree with what I'm about to say, right? Which, I, which is a big setup to say, the central banks say things because people want to hear them for exactly the reason you asked that, mm. well, at least a forecast better than nothing, right? Dot, dot, dot. And the big answer with an exclamation mark is, hell no, that, that's, mm. that, that in itself is the problem. Had they not been, had they not felt obliged to make a forecast, had they not said anything about twenty twenty four, we may or not be in a very different position today. And given they're probably going to be wrong more often than right, or even wrong as often as right half the time, Mm. it's it's by definition entirely useless. And yet, the markets want something, so they say, well, at least it's a forecast, better than nothing, right? Mm. That, 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 that assumption, that, that psychological trap is so pervasive. There are super smart, super capable, very highly paid people who said the same thing to me before. Mm. I've said, we shouldn't, companies shouldn't give earnings forecasts for exactly the same reason. And people said to me, professional, people who work in the industry, well, what else do we use? So I I don't know, mate. But don't like you know. Just because you that's, asked for it, that's your job, man. Right? Well, but, but but that's that's also we're also making forecasts ourselves. That that whole yeah. process is the problem. That whole idea that I have to know because I have to use that to do something with it. Blah 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 blah. That that whole entire way of thinking. That whole stream of work that's created from the central banks and from companies to the pundits and the economists and the journo's mm. and the analysts mm. and the shareholders. The whole thing we 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 continue this bloody silly, you know palaver in buffett's never done a dcf in his life now he could probably do it in his head so let's keep that in mind but just that idea that you know that the market is more informed in air quotes that at least you know what to expect it the, the, your your point is absolutely 100 valid which is it's useless stop doing it and stop relying on it it's it's one of those um that I studied on years ago apparently that there's someone they took away all the stop signs in the in the streets of some town in the u.s right and traffic accidents went down because people went i better be careful then I shouldn't rely on the stop sign. I'll actually make sure no one's going to run into me. That'd be a good idea. And yeah. so it's that idea of like just because we have the information, our level of confidence goes up when it really shouldn't because there's no, there's no statistical basis for it. And yet we, we all do and it. And it's, I, I, would, I would happily say to the RBA, don't. don't yeah. it, everyone, wants, everyone wants to go to a press conference. Oh, about time there's a press conference. Now we hear what he's thinking and saying. And it's like, no, no, no. Do the reverse. Yeah. Governor, go and lock yourself in your office. Don't talk to anybody ever. Just do your thing. You know, well, I'm, I'm, I'm you'd know, you you be wrong, d- you'd be right. Go on. Well, so, yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a
0: point well made. And I actually, don't, I don't disagree with you on the specifics. And I However. I think that, the, the, <laughs> yeah. Well, the difference is, I, I, and I feel as though this was really apparent during the 7.30 interview, is that mm. it just feels to be, not from even from seasoned journalists like mm. Lee Sells, there just seems to be a fundamental misunderstanding as to exactly what this guy is capable of, what <laughs> right. his role is. Right. Right? Like, he's, as we've talked about repeatedly, It's it's a very – my my job is to keep inflation within the target band. Yeah, and and you know it's a little bit more complex, but basically that's it, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Now and now have a, they have a full employment mandate as well. I think sorry, yes,
0: happen. they do. Yes, so, so yep. but that's basically it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and there's only so much I can do. I've got one one giant lever to to do it, but it's kind of spoken as if like you again, you've got all of these kinds of things. So what I while I don't want low to get out there and say this is what we expect and this is what the inflation rate that, that is 100% wrong and they shut the, shut the hell up right yeah. yeah yeah but but I do think it is valuable for the sake of clarity to say listen everyone this is my job Yep. These are the data points that we are watching. Yep. These are the things that we uh, will, will will cause us to move if and when they they might not. But here's our yeah. here's our strategy. Yeah. Here's yeah. our plan. Yeah. So when I speak to management I speak to management all the time as part of strawman. Yeah. I'm not. I never once say what its earnings per share going to be. Yeah. But I yeah. spend a lot of time saying what's the strategy. Yes. T- what are the t- risks? That, I
1: completely agree with you.
0: You know Absolutely. I want I want to know I want to know the game plan right now mm-hmm. I, I you can't know what's going to happen and please yep. don't give me a forecast it's a waste <laughs> yeah, of time but but, right. but 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 I really yeah. really 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 want to know yeah. Yeah. how how you're planning to, yep. to steer the ship here because that so, so so I think we we're probably agreeing here yeah, and yeah. it's more the subtle point so if he if, if he and others in their position lock themselves and never said anything I actually that's yeah. that's, that's yeah. worse to my mind yeah it, it, it's just as bad as them coming out saying inflation will be seven percent by the end of the year and this is what you know like that's bad too in in between all of that is let me remind you this is our job Mm. these are the things that we're watching these are the things we're concerned about if these if things go this way this is what's probably going to be our move so we all we all know what the game plan is
1: yep that's 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 what they need to do yep no i think that's a really i think it's a really smart and i would completely agree with you i think so yeah company wise you know i don't care what apple's earnings are next quarter what i care about is their strategy around services and devices and yep. upgrade cycles and whatever here, here is how we're going to try and run our business here's what we're aiming to do here's what we're looking towards here's how we think we're going to create value we'll do our best like mm. cool got it no worries that, that, yep. makes, that makes perfect yep. sense right
0: you know, and imagine if imagine if tim cook just never spoke you know it's yeah. like well, yeah. what what are they thinking what's the plan i mean oh like, I, yeah I,
1: like I, I i would actually rather if if actually choose between that and and not um and, and not and giving forecasts, I choose to choose that. I mean, Buffett Buffett basically does the the, the Berkshire meeting and some TV interviews. Doesn't do analysts. Doesn't analysts one on ones. Doesn't meet with other companies. It just like I, I've told you what I've told you. It's there. Do your thing. So somewhere in between, there is real. Honestly, mate, I, if if he never spoke at all, I would have no issues with it at all across the even entire. not at the AGM.
0: I mean, the whole yeah, point sure. of
1: the AG. But the the whole point of the AGM is to talk to the owners of the business.
0: Yeah, we employ we employ Apple shareholders. Employ yep. Tim Cook. Yep. We we elect a board to sort of to to keep an eye on things. Yeah, he's our employee, yep. and and I don't look, you know, don't I don't want to pick up the phone every five minutes, but I I, <laughs> I, I, I do I do at least yeah. once a year yep. say, How, how's my business going? What yep. what are your plans? What are yep. you thinking? I, I think I think it's entirely a, a, appropriate for them to to I would be happy for that in the, in the annual report
1: personally. Mm. Okay. But, but but not, not I mean, I'm not, I'm not against the AGM, but, but like, you know, I, would, I, would, I would be happy if they just left left at that, right? Go to the AGM, ask the questions, be, be accountable, be available, mm. and then get on with running the business. The, mm. the, the, the palaver of setting targets, trying to get them, managing Wall Street, talking to fund manager, all that kind of crap.
0: No, I'm with you there.
1: I'm with you there. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Motley Fool Money. For more, subscribe to the free newsletter at fool.com.au forward slash listener.
1: What other problems can we solve globally? Well, here's the problem. Here's the problem, mate. Is because I'm going to I'm going to ask you about the R word because uh, the Wall Street route on Friday and Monday, uh, the ASX route. I like the word route on Tuesday uh, is about interest rates and inflation in in terms of the the causal factors. But when you think about those causes and think about the effects, one effect was the share prices dropped, I would say precipitously, but, you know, by a bit in a single day. Uh, at one point, the worst day since March 2020. But the other cause or the other, the other effect of these causal factors may well be an American and possibly a worldwide recession, possibly as early as late this year or early next. Mm. And that's, that's, you know, we talk about the impact of inflation and interest rates, and we say, what do we do differently and all that kind of stuff? Um, when interest rates are in and of themselves just changing the cost of money, that's one question. When the very real possibility—and by the way, we're just going to talk this—you know, we know that the U.S. Fed on Wednesday night, Australian time, increased rates there by zero point seven five percent, causing markets to rally. Just well, yeah, that was the other thing, right? So you work that out. We will get to that in a sec. Uh, but rates are up and, and fast and hard and all that kind of stuff this is not just a question of how, what, what a company what, what's, what, is, how do, what, what number do we put in our discount of cash flows as, as the discount rate but potentially literally what does it do to the sales and profits of some of our businesses because the, the, I think the betting is pretty much that America's odds on now for a recession at some point and I think I would, I would speculate as a result Australia is very very unlikely to avoid one if the Yanks have one your thoughts on, on kind of what the, well probability of likelihood of uh, impact of a, a recession globally and or here well, the point of making forecasts is to make yourself look stupid in about <laughs> six to
0: twelve months' time. So, let's, but I, can, I can go with that. I'm, I'm not I'm no stranger. To, I'm no stranger to making myself look like an idiot. Um, yeah, I think I think it's, it's going to happen. And again, I, I, I say, please, please don't at me on Twitter or whatever. Uh. Like, it's, I'm just this is this is my armchair opining, you know. But I I, I feel as though it's I feel as though it's it's likely. Um, and yeah. and then what's the saying? Like, when the U.S. sneezes, the rest of the world. Catches a cold. a cold, yep. And I feel as though it's you know it's it's, it's quite a quarter yeah. of the global economy. You know it's mm. gonna it's gonna have an impact. It's also it's also the yeah. owner of the reserve currency. It's just it's hard not to it's hard not to think that that there's going to be uh, flow yeah. on impacts there. Yeah. There's also this really interesting dynamic between mm. the world's mm. first and second largest economy, mm. um, Trimerica as as um, Al Ferguson has, has termed it. So it's kind of like. <laughs> You know what impacts America will absolutely impact China will probably impact Australia. It's just like we're, it's yeah. all connected. We all live yeah. on one planet. It's a global monetary sort of um, system. Hold so, like, hands yeah. and sing kumbaya. Yeah? Uh, yeah, I think I think you know it's, <laughs> it's and it, my the the if, if if we were playing a game of sim Sim City.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: I would say. Where are we going? Bring it on. Right. Let's have a let's have a good. I would do the Paul yeah. Keating. We, there's a yeah. recession we need to have here. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. bunch of malinvestment, a bunch of bad allocation, huge amounts of excess. Mm. I mean, for goodness mm. sakes, people are buying digital monkeys at hundreds of thousands. Like you know, <laughs> the world has gone mad here. <laughs> Correct. Like we need this, is, we we things. there's just been so, there's been such a mm. poor allocation mm. of capital, and at the same time, there's just this huge growing inequality. Like we need a reset, and so that that's that's my academic let's Let's play the yeah, computer right. simulation and, and and reset things it's, it's what <laughs> economists call it sort of creative dis- destruction and when you look at it from a meta level, yeah. it's actually a wonderful thing because it does it does help it does help reset the system and we go on to the next right, stage of right. prosperity. Right. The reason I don't say that in reality is because mm. the, the brutal the brutal truth of it is yeah. is that I mean there is no economy right? let's just remind ourselves of that there is just a bunch of people interacting right and that's, that's what we call the economy. But when we say "oh, recession" and it'd be good, a bit of creative discussion, destruction, rah rah rah. What mm. that means is a lot of people losing their jobs. Yeah, it means an increase in domestic violence, in suicides. Yep. it yep. means children going hungry. Like I'm not overegging it, right? Yeah, this that's exa- totally. That's, yeah. This no, is exactly right, what it means. And you know yep. what? For for the top thirty mm-hmm. percent, it's oh shit, my investment. Pardon my French. Um, my investment property <laughs> yeah. is down a little bit. Yeah, yeah and uh, I, right. you know, like oh no, no, no trip to the ski fields this year, kids. All right. Yeah. that's what it means. Yeah. And it's, I'm not saying it's pleasant. One week rather than two. Yeah, exactly. You know, that, that's yeah, what it yeah. means yeah. for, yeah. for for for, the, for um, people at the other end Real of the people. spectrum. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's 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 really serious yeah. stuff. It's yeah. really so so. I actually don't that's where i find myself on one hand thinking that it's probably what we need mm. on the other hand really really terrified of the consequences yep. and here's the other problem and say okay well okay let's let's put people first like that's, mm. that's always a good rule of thumb right put people yep. first <laughs> it's a good start and that's what Fair. governments have done in response yeah. to the gfc that's what yes. people did in response to covid right 100%. consequences be damned let's print mm-hmm. a bunch of cash and and, <laughs> and, and and save people and i'm not i'm not even being critical it's like no, yeah, no, what, yeah, else, yeah, yeah. what else yeah. do you do yeah but if the, the the there's mm, just there's mm, just uh, it's it's um what's the word for it it's a, it's a devil's choice or whatever the term is in the in, in the sense yeah, that yeah. okay well let's let's do it all again yeah well you, at a point like I'm not let's take the extreme the extreme point at a point it leads to hyperinflation yeah and,
1: and, and, and that, so and that's, well, I, and that's the real for me that's the real risk is you know there is no good outcome here yeah you've got to choose between. Lesser ongoing sustained. Even if it's not hyperinflation, even just even just like high inflation for extended periods of time. It doesn't mm. even have to be hyperinflation to be completely if you if you get seven percent for four years straight, that's twenty eight percent simple, it's probably thirty four percent bigger number, compounded. That means our purchasing power goes down by a third. We have to cut a third of our consumption without a pay rise. Or well, put another that, way, that, your pay just got cut by a third. By a third, right. And you've got to still mm. try and you're to try and live. And, and yep. you know It's it's, it's massive um, Huge And so I think you know, it's, it's one thing for people to say Well you know We don't rates We inflation Blah 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 And 7% inflation Feels like a lot Also doesn't feel like heaps If you don't, you know, if you don't Oh you're yeah, over soon If you let it get out of control This is why central banks Are so desperately scared If you let mm. it get out of control You will You will kill the economy You know <laughs> With kindness Prices go up and up And up and up Eventually c- Consumption falls standard of living falls precipitously GDP will eventually decrease Because everyone says Stuff this for a game of soldiers um, you know, it 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 has really insidious impacts. They just look, don't feel as significant up front because rate rises are an absolute dollar amount that I've got to pay more of. It's like no, thank you, and I get it, but there's no there's no easy out. Look at um,
0: it's um, this has got to be the most underreported story of our times right now. Is um, look at Sri Lanka. Yeah.
1: Like, yes, actually, that's a good point too. Like,
0: I not I, you, you might a lot of people might be thinking, yep. well, what's going on there? Yep. Like, Google it, man. Like, yeah, it, it yeah. is, so it is. Stuff. This is what happens. Mm-hmm. as a consequence of a very bad um, yeah, political yeah. management, economic decisions. Eventually, it catches up. And the trouble with it is is that what it actually leads to is, is social unrest. It leads mm-hmm. to populism. Mm-hmm. Yep. All of the worst things in history are usually economically precipitated yep. at some point in time. I saw an interesting tweet on Twitter. I don't know. I, it made me think, put it that way, is that <laughs> I think the elite, mm. I think it's a loaded term, but let's go with it, the elite actually prefer a recession because the alternative is is them being drawn and quartered you know dragged out of their mansions <laughs> and put I'll into the, the gallows happens yeah, yeah, yeah. that, that that is that is yeah. what ferments yep, yep. all of these civil unrest because at a point when you, like no one, no one can be bothered going out in the street and protesting until you haven't eaten for a couple of days and things are getting real. And, yeah. and I, you know, it, it feels like, oh, Andrew, settle down. You're being a bit crazy, <laughs> and I am. And I am. I'm going yeah, to the extreme. Yeah, but yeah. but this has actually happened on planet Earth. We we are so yep. shielded from it in the West, and and I and, and this is this is the this is the devil's bargain, I suppose, mm-hmm. is the term mm-hmm. I was looking for before, where where you you kind of have to. Go with the, the recession, even knowing the pain it causes. What yep. frustrates me, mate, and I think I've probably said this already, but I'll say it again, is that we have this really diabolical problem mm. and we just look to this guy over there with the hammer and say, can you sort it out for us, <laughs> right? It's like yep. I feel yep. as though there is too much emphasis put on central banks mm, and there's too mm, little mm, emphasis mm. put on fiscal policy and government yep. policy and like there is there is yep. there there is one person oh, with the lever... That. And there's yes. another person sitting in front of this massive control panel, like yep. NASA, right, with 400 yep. levers and dial. Like, let's 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 talk about what we can do over here, mm-hmm. right?
1: Yeah, obvious example I've, I've before talking about the, the biplane, the RBA's flying versus the you know the, the fighter jet the government's got with all the dials yeah. dials, which is the heads up displays and everything else. I I 100% agree with you. That being said, I I'm gonna I'm gonna say what Paul Keating did say, and no one other politician will ever say. That if we have a recession, it will be the recession we had to have, not because we wanted a recession per se. And This is where Keating told Keating told the truth, right? And, and yep. he got pilloried because it was unpalatable. Not it's like true. it's like Houston telling the truth, totally, like, right? A, yeah, it's, yeah. And so and I can because I'm not I'm not thank Christ going for politics. Um, not because we have not because we want the recession itself. This is the mistake Keating made was probably it was a bit of a flippant throwaway. Didn't explain himself. We have to have higher interest rates to kill inflation because it is the lesser the least the worst option that is available to us Mm. and to the extent that's true and maybe people can argue about that but I'll I'll make the I'll I'll, I'll argue that it is the best option available to us that we know of so you say okay we have to have higher rates to kill inflation because inflation will kill us if we don't Mm. so in that fight if we end up with a recession it will be the unavoidable recession that comes as a result of doing the right thing which is what Keating really <laughs> should have said, or words to that effect. Yeah. Much less pithy, and, and Keating was known for his pithiness. So um, you know he wasn't wrong in terms of we had to have it because it had to be the end result of what it, again back then was actually trying to curb excesses that mm. caused inflation. This almost not like excesses of demand; it is largely supply-driven. But mm. it doesn't matter why it's here. If you let it become endemic, doesn't matter how you get crook. If you don't treat it, if you don't kill the if you don't kill the virus, mm. doesn't matter how you get it. Just kill the mm. kill the bloody virus, right? Because mm. trying to live with it is Maybe it's possible. Maybe if you're less sick, Maybe the drugs have side effects. I won't, I won't talk to the metaphor any further. But, you know, the simple reality is, you know, they are the side effects you have to have if you believe mm. the treatment is necessary to kill the virus. And... and I think we will have a recession. I would speculate, if I was going to just guess for the fun of it, as you said before, I think our first negative quarter is probably the December quarter, October, Mm. November, December. If I was going to guess, I don't know. Maybe it never happens. Maybe it comes earlier. Um, Certainly, consumer sentiment out this week was terrible. It's almost the worst consumer sentiment numbers on record, as you would expect with inflation through the roof, the RBA jacking up rates, people talking about a recession, funnily enough. And by the way, that actually might be a good thing. The best case outcome here would actually be that the RBA scares people into doing what it wants them to do without having to put rates up. That Mm. would actually be a great outcome because it would mean you get the economic outcomes without without, higher rates than would otherwise be the case. That's actually a great solution if we can get there. Um, So maybe maybe they end up having that impact anyway, but it is is going to be a tough year or so. Um, Investing-wise, mate, if you think about a recession, uh, you, you mentioned before about you know forecasts making us look silly. But let's get it back to investing. We spent look and, and listen. We spent a lot of time on <laughs> this week. This ostensibly week. an investing podcast. Yeah, we, we, and look, honestly, So first, there wasn't much company news out this week. Really, honestly, so we, we we did have a check and look around, but between minimum wage, consumer confidence, rates up, inflation up. Um, US rates up Governor Lowe's speech and you know uh, this is your share's crashing this, this is a, macro, a week for the macro right so, so on one hand sorry if you were here for the individual company analysis you're not going to get any today um, I probably should have said it at the beginning but maybe you turned off so you've stuck with this so as long thank you uh, it wasn't deliberate by the way I can but, hear know. the
0: sound I, of the podcast machines click, going click click click
1: luckily exactly. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the podcast machine doesn't have a stop button the way I invent them anyway mate especially special <laughs> monthly for money podcast machine that has to once you start it you, you're locked in plus we might say something interesting later they don't want to miss that <laughs> um, but yes it, it's it's a it's a macro it's a macro pod because it's been a macro pod it's been a macro pod. Um I don't remember what I was what the point I was trying to make other than to say Well what
0: what what do you do like, is that is that where we're going Yeah well
1: so yeah so so yeah. Yeah, that's right the point was going to be um we you know we don't we do done, done macro deliberately we've talked about the fact that rates what do you do differently probably nothing is can you say the same about a recession mate is, is there is there any part of you that says okay well rates are one thing but gee if you know if the economy's going into a funk this company, that company, that share price. Do you do you at least think about your portfolio, or are you literally still equally agnostic as you were about rates in general?
0: No, I think about it, but then I, I kind of feel as though, it, it, like, okay, if this is this stuff's making you think about it, good. But the lesson really is to always think about it. You know, mm-hmm. it's 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 um, be prepare, not don't react. Is is yeah. is probably the mantra yeah, to sort of have here. So it's not yep. like. Let me be brutally honest. I mean, I'm I'm not I'm down a lot. <laughs> yes. You know, it's not I'm not enjoying <laughs> yep. it. You know, yep. but at the same time, it's not as I like to say. It's not my first radio. I've been <laughs> here before, and there's a couple yep. of things I know to be true. One is whatever I tend opinions I tend to have mm. in terms mm. of what where things are going to go over the next year or two. I've got no idea. I just I just yeah, don't. I mean, I yeah okay. I've got you know I could guess, but i yeah. I'm not yeah. stupid enough to believe my yeah. own guesses. So okay, <laughs> that, that makes it hard. So I mean, I mean, how many times in the last ten years that we've been speaking? I, I've sort of yeah. said, "Oh, things look really scary," and then the market, you know, you go, you come back a couple of years later, and it's just mm. co- continued to go higher. So if I had yeah. if I had freaked out and moved to to cash or gold over any of those points in time, it may have may have seemed a little bit smart for a month or two, and then yeah. a year later, it's like massive egg all over the face. So I'm I'm yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm very hyper aware of that. Um, so I I I think mm. one it's mm. before mm. I even get to the investments, I think you've got to have a very good thing about how you structure your life in general mm, mm, mm. and and by that i mean you know have you been living below your means mm. um have you got savings um have you been moderate in the level of debt that you've taken if you haven't it's kind of like well you're just in a much yeah, more difficult situation now yeah. i don't know and, and and if someone's waiting for war well, what do i do it's like i don't know man it's like mm. if you've been shooting heroin mm. for the last 10 years the you know it's it's, it's going to be hard getting off it uh, yeah. it, it just is catch up with you, yeah. i wish yeah. i wish i could say oh just do this and it's fixed so, <laughs> yeah. so but yeah. but the but the answer is the answer is 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 that you you need to have, have thought about before you mm. even think mm. about what you do if you're, if you're spare cash you've got to structure your life appropriately and if you haven't been doing that now is the time to to start going on the methadone <laughs> now is the time to start thinking about just cutting back on the the excesses that you that you don't need um, so. And from there, it's just well, it is. It is business as usual. more uh, well, my 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 company. When I look at my companies, mm-hmm. the, the main question is, first question is, are they still around in five, ten years? Yeah. The answer is no. Well, that's an easy decision. Get the hell <laughs> yeah.
1: out. You know. Is, is there uh, some of that that you've at least thought about in the context of higher rates and and economic you know contractions and some of those companies who are less you know. I say riskier, and and I know that's a loaded term as well, but are there any you kind of thought, well, a few things had to go right, and man, the chance of them going right now, Elon Musk had years ago, if he'd he'd gone through a recession early in Tesla's life, it may not be around today. Now, easy to look back at Tesla and go, well, obviously, see how much it's up? Look, it was obvious it was going to be up. Uh, it, it's not obvious at all, other than in hindsight, which always fools everybody. Is there is there anything you're looking at going, oh, they might have a hard time getting through if, if this hangs on? Or is that is even a, a thought in terms of reviewing your product? Oh,
0: yeah, oh, yeah. But I mean, that, that thought is that's not a thought that is a new thought. That is a right, thought okay. that has been continually thought <laughs> and thunk yeah, right, right, for a right. while. So I've, okay. I've, I own I own a bunch of companies that aren't making profit at the moment. Yep. Um, but for those companies it's a question of do they have the balance sheet capacity to weather yeah. any storm yeah. and why, why aren't they making a profit is it because yeah. they're just not economically viable or is it because they're spending a lot on growth investments and if they <laughs> yeah. are spending on growth investments are they capable of pulling back on those growth investments which right. I would actually see as a detriment longer term but if they yeah. had to just yeah. to make sure they continue they? to yeah. pay the staff <laughs> and stay in business, yeah, and they yeah, can. Yeah, so I don't. Yeah. I, I think the answer to the well, I could be look not could be. I'm almost certainly wrong at least on a, on a number of them. Mm. But I feel as though they'll be around. I feel as though they'll weather the storm. I feel as though they'll emerge stronger the other side. I feel the longer term structural dynamics that are at play are going to benefit them significantly in the long term. Okay. And in the year twenty thirty two, I'll I'll be I'll be glad. I mean, I will probably wish I had done this and that a little bit differently, but I don't. Yeah, I don't think I'll be too upset. I'll we'll see. That.
1: We'll I like that. I like what that. Do you, what do you think? Um, so I haven't t- changed any positions in my portfolio. Um, my and, and to your point, I don't think I have any companies that are bleeding cash in my portfolio. Um, I think they're all, if not profitable, cash flow positive. Some are doing better and worse than others. Uh, companies we won't mention, 500 swear words for e-commerce. <laughs> um but uh but but you know they're 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 still profitable and and and, you know not if they are if they are cash flow negative it's only very slightly um and and there's not there's no issue there so uh, from that perspective my general approach is probably more mainstream than many probably including yours i don't mean yours is off the wall just you know i I don't tend to invest in a lot of loss making companies or cash flow negative companies um i tend to um i (sighs) can My, my investing is boring for some people because I, I do look for those, you know, strong brands, larger companies, all that kind of stuff. Which is not going to blow the blow the doors off anything when they go well. Uh, generally speaking, they're not going to do too badly. So I did not have to go back my, through my portfolio and go, "Oh my god, what goes broke in three months if I, if they run out of cash?" Type stuff. Uh, I haven't got anything in that in that space, which is nice. Which is nice. Um, so look, that that's 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 just a thing. Um, so I'm not doing anything particularly differently. I, I do, though, I, the reason I want to ask the question was not so much about you or about me, although it's all about me it's all about you. Uh, for our listeners, it's just thinking about exactly those sort of questions, right? So if you have businesses that are burning cash, if you have, even if they have the best idea, you've got to be around. You, know, <laughs> you just have to be around. If, you, if, you, if you're waiting for good luck or good manager or momentum or customers to turn up or whatever, you've got to be around when that time comes the very very best ideas if they don't have enough cash won't make it through we've talked I think we've talked before about a couple of um, those really you know the the one hour turnaround grocery delivery mobs two of them went went to the wall in the last month and a half or two months Mm. because they simply their funders went nope you don't have any more cash yeah, that was one of the really, really clear in the VC world. You're in much more trouble than, than in the public markets because they generally have shorter time frames and, and need more cash, but not exclusively. And, there will and they will. can't cut like,
0: back on their investments, right? Like, right? I
1: mean, they they, they are at a point where just, you can't pay staff; you just can't be in business. <laughs> literally, most because yeah. most, most of it is staff costs, they're not, they're not spending a fortune on marketing. They're not. It's literally, yeah. can, can we keep people, you know, writing code? Can we do these things? So, yeah. um, I'm not. I'm not going to change much either, mate. I, I will. I will suggest to people that if you are. And here's the other thing, market. So, so, you know, value wise or, or existence wise, existential threat wise, not worried. We will have more volatility in the coming months. That volatility will probably impact different businesses, depending on how the market, the market, air quotes, sees those businesses' futures. The market will always overweight short-term risks and opportunities and underweight long-term ones. Uh, so, I own some businesses that are exposed to discretionary retail who've been smashed recently. Um, I always say I don't care because losing money. I always care about losing money, but. The, the long-term story of these companies is not one that is over uh, in, in three months if there's a recession, right? These are long-term businesses that I think have good long-term potential. The other thing I will say to people really, really clearly is be careful about trying to, we talk about predictions, be really careful about trying to predict where the market is going to go next. And I've used the example before and I'll use it again because it's a really nice recent one. There are plenty of people who said, I'll wait till COVID's over before I put my money back into the market. And since April 2020, the market must be up 70-odd percent. I think the maths works out to something like that uh, since the lows of, of April 2020. While some people said, ah, COVID's not over yet. I'll wait till COVID's over. And if and when we have a recession, it is probable, based on history, not, not absolute but probable, the market low will be before the recession, and the market will be rising before the recession hits and right through the recession, because the market sucks a lot of the time, but it's pretty good, generally speaking, at looking forwards. And so there's a reason why the travel stocks were up at almost pre-COVID levels before flights went back into the air. Because the market looked forward and said, okay, in three, six, nine, 12 months, travel goes back to some sort of normal. These businesses are worth more than they are currently trading for now. We're happy to look through today's losses to tomorrow's profits when things get back to normal. We'll pay whatever the prices were for Flight Center or WebJet or Hello World Travel or Corporate Travel Manager, own, own WebJet and Corporate Travel. Um, we'll pay more for those companies than their current profitability is worth because we see the future. And so realistically, I don't know if you would agree with this characterization around, but generally speaking, the market bottoms precede the economic ones and the recovery starts well ahead of the economic ones for exactly those reasons. And so just be really, really careful about trying to correlate the market and your trades with the actual economic data. Again, maybe this time is different, but generally speaking, if you wait for the information to be shown through into his economic activity, economic figures, it'll be too late to either sell or buy back. Um, so just, yeah, try, uh, as we've always said, timing the market is hard to the to impossible. Probably not worth your time even if it was possible. Um, just because it's so incredibly difficult to get right, and and you know, just investing regardless is probably smart. Mm. But just just be really really careful about trying to say like you know, if I said I'm going to sell my discretionary retailers today because there's going to be a recession. Now, maybe they, maybe they fall further. Maybe I'm right to sell them today. I don't know. We, we can't know by definition. But I'm also absolutely sure by the time I say, okay, recession's over, it's safe to buy retail stocks again. They'll be up 20%, 30 40%, whatever the numbers end up being mm. for exactly the reason that the market seems to look forward and look through that stuff. I think that was well said. Well said. Any thoughts on that? It's
0: it's, uh, only, that it's, only that it's hard. It, 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 <laughs> I'm, I'm, always, I'm always like there, there's theory and there's practice. And it's yep. just, it's very difficult. It's, I, 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 I there,
1: think,
0: it's, it's like, it's like, uh, yeah. Um, what, do, what does he say? What's the exact In theory,
1: point? there's no difference between theory and practice, right. but in practice that's
0: there right. is. <laughs> <you>. <laughs> it's the same. I, there's a, I often contrast <laughs> investing with um, yeah. health and fitness. Yeah, right. It's He's really, a, yes, it's it's a, really it's easy like to be yeah, healthy, Right. Month. Yeah, yeah. You know, eat lots of fruit really and veggies, is. and do exercise. It's really, you know, you don't need really, a personal really trainer, right? Like it really it's is. it's the it's the easiest thing. Yep. Ever. Stop yep. drinking yep. The, the cans of of, of Coke. <laughs> you know, stop stop eating. You know, uh, the kebab yep. for lunch every day. Yep.
1: Exactly.
0: Is, that, is it easy to do? No, it's really hard. Simple Kebabs easy, taste right? fantastic. Yep. Coke yep. is brilliant. You know, it's sort of. <laughs> no one it, likes to
1: exercise when other people do, anyway. Yeah.
0: It, you know what I mean? It's sort of yep. like. It, yep. and, and exactly. That's why there's
1: so many parallels. So it's kind of. <laughs> yeah. Yep.
0: You know, anyone listening here, you know what you have to do, um, and and only you can do it. Is and and. Yep. <laughs> I wish you every success because I, I understand it's hard, and, and I think Scott, yep. you and I both battle with it. We've been doing yeah. it for decades, literally decades now. And I think you,
1: you, you still you still battle with it. Oh, you know? totally. So, that's, and that's that, that's my point. We're going back to where we started. Was during during COVID, I didn't I didn't want to invest, but I did anyway because I knew I just had to and should. Yeah. You know, and, and it wasn't that it didn't feel good, and it felt scary, and all those things still happen. so I've said many many times, don't wait until the market doesn't scare you anymore. Mm. Just just get to the point of it's scary, but I'm doing it anyway because I know it's the right thing to do. Yeah. You know, and that and that's again. To, I'll, I'll steal your exercise analogy. I hate I hate exercising, mate. I just somehow get a really big endorphin rush. I really, really don't. And so I don't do as much as I should and, and you know, my, my figure is a uh, testament to that. But but when I do it because I should uh, when I do it and and I don't go, Oh, this is amazing. See see how good it is? Like I've I'm not gonna wait till I love exercising, right? Otherwise I'll be on the couch forever. I do it and go, I don't like doing this, but I'm doing it. And that's kind of the that, that's kind of the, the analogy of like just stick with it, do your thing. Um, even if it doesn't feel good, even if it feels scary, even if you're not sure. Um, because if you kind of fall back on again the theory of weight loss or healthy living the theory of investing the vanguard index chart that i mentioned every second podcast um says that uh, you know maybe maybe this time is different i can never ever ever promise anything same as you can have a heart attack exercising right it doesn't doesn't guarantee Mm. you're gonna have a long and healthy life but Mm. um to my mind a really 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 high likelihood that gritting your teeth and doing it anyway is worth it in both cases just to stretch the
0: analogy a little yeah, bit further, it. too, it's just sort of like people. We've got to, we've got to end. I know, yeah. but it's it's it, the the to be healthy, you don't have to go to the gym for three hours each day and, and only eat chicken breast. And you know what I mean? Like it's, some people who are way into their health, they're way into it, right? And obviously, the results kind of are there. But it's the same with investing. Like you just say you, you said before, you know, you, you hate you hate exercising the rest of it. But do you know what? It's like. Eat the occasional salad and try and try and get ten thousand steps in a day. That, there's a there's a world of difference between yeah. that and four hours at the gym. And I feel as though that's that. There's an analogy. There was a parallel there when it comes to investing. You can be the kind of person who, you know, has four hundred spreadsheets and you know reads every single release from a company and gets way way into the weeds. Or you can be the kind of person who just like, oh yeah, I'm, I just I spend a bit less than I earn. I save it up. At the end of every quarter, I put it into an ETF. Right? It's it's kind of that thing. Like, in theory, you won't go as well as you, you could in you could potentially by being the hardcore investing person who just like just goes way all in type thing. But you are still going to do really well. And just yeah. as just as eating yeah. the occasional salad and going for a walk once or twice a day is is, is going to have huge long term compounding benefits Massive. on your health, yeah. as opposed to never doing anything, and and, yeah. that, and that's yeah. that's really the lesson here. It's like doing nothing in both cases is bad. Doing a little bit, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. there's a, there's a huge difference. So just just do mm-hmm. something.
1: Mm-hmm. Just do something. Yep, perfect, mate. I think it's um, I think it's exactly the right way to to think about it. So let's uh let's go with that. All right, Uh, mate, I think we're probably done. Will you join me on Sunday? Yeah, 100%. We'll answer some of your questions. By the way, if you want your question answered, now is a spectacularly good time. As I said last week, I'm going away for a little while. and. I won't be answering questions during that, but we will pre-record some answers. So if you have something on your mind, a burning question, a topic, uh, a statement, a comment, a criticism, uh, we'll ignore those. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but if you have anything you want to share with us and particularly you want us to talk about on the podcast, please let us know. Info at fool.com.au. Follow us on all of the socials on Twitter. Andrew is at sage underscore Simeon. That's wise monkey or something. Anyway, uh, or at strawmaninvest. invest. Uh, you get me on Twitter or Insta at TMF Scott P and The Motley Fool at The Motley Fool AU. On Facebook, go to facebook.com slash money or facebook.com slash The Motley Fool Australia. And don't forget to hit play on your podcast machine on Sunday at midday, Australian Eastern Standard Time. We will be back with a mailbag episode. See you then. Full on. Cheers.